All right, I'll start it off. Start it, start it off. Rip it up. Something horrifying has happened in the world of hockey sport. Oh, God. A world that we're familiar with, yep. I would say. We created it. We created it. We live it every day. I'd say we're the gods of hockey sport. Fair. Not an overstatement. And uh, something quite alarming has happened. If you look high above in the golden commandments of hockey laid down upon us in the standings. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I got it. I'm following you. Mm-hmm. Hockey standings. Written All in you stone. need is keywords. If you live in a Canadian city, you know that the standings in the NHL uh, regular season are carved in stone at the morning of each uh, fifth day of the month. This is correct. And carved in stone. Presented for before the people on tablets from the local mountain. Whichever mountain that may be. Mm-hmm. Ours? Seymour. Seymour. Exactly. A bearded man carries down tablets with the standings, and that's how we get our news. It's archaic, but don't try and change us. And if you're going to look at these standings uh, on the 5th of the month, you're going to see, in a wildcard spot, the Vancouver Canucks. I mean, now, obviously, there is a downside to having your standings delivered to you in this fashion. Um, it's an old fashion. It's an old fashion. We're not going to lie. There's a downside. Sometimes our stuff is a little out of date. So uh, forgive us. But last time we read the standings, we were pretty excited and then kind of mortified. We haven't looked at it since, but we assume this is still the case. We're just going to assume the Canucks are still in the playoffs. And you know what? We're not happy about it. The idea of the Canucks being in the playoffs makes us incredible. We... We feel betrayed. Just the mere idea of it. Even if it's still... Even if we've dropped out at this point. Again, haven't checked standings. Don't know. Uh, even if they have, just the mere idea of it terrifies us to our very core. Um, and if there's one thing that we're not at the Hockey Sport Podcast, if there's one thing... We are most things. We're, I would say we're most things. We're definitely a lot of things. Uh, we could just list through the things that we obviously are. Tall. Um, uninformed, uh, enthusiastic, gregarious, just throwing that word out there, um, without meaning. Yeah. We are, you know, functionally illiterate. We have all of our teeth. Um, did you get your wisdom teeth taken out? Yeah, I got my wisdom teeth taken out. Okay. We don't scratch that one. So on top of things that we aren't fully toothed and bandwagon jumpers. Yes, and we're You're never going to see us jump on a bandwagon. We're ever, looking at this bandwagon, this Canucks bandwagon these days, and it is getting a little full. Woo! People are hanging on the sides, and you know what? We're not cool with it, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to jump off the bandwagon. We have always said, and you guys can quote us on this. You guys can look in the earlier tapes, check the tapes. We've check always them said right now. We, check the VHS tapes. Yeah, check we, the Betamax. We tapes. kept them on Betamax. It was cheaper. I got. Like 15 Betamax tapes for 12 cents. They're coming back. You think there's been a recent resurgence in VHS tapes? That's that's old news. Betamax. Betamax. Laser yeah. disc. It has Max in it. Our favorite hockey player, our favorite media for magnetic tape recording. Betamax Domi. Mm-hmm. We've always said from the very beginning that we will root for the worst and most depressed expansion team from 1970. Which brings us to a very dark but necessary change that we're making. We are now Buffalo Sabres fans. Buffalo. We're just going to give you a second to let that sink in. We look at the standings today. 
Buffalo is in ninth. I feel good about that. I understand ninth. I get the pain it causes. And I, and I, you know what? I'll say it. I want the pain. I don't want to root for a winner. No. I want to root for a loser. And, and not just any loser. A, a loser that's close to winning, but can't quite get it done. The that's Canucks, the real, that's a real Oh, loser. that's the real fandom. Yeah. You know, I want to be alone on the bandwagon. I want leg room. Yeah. I want to be able to recline my chair and take off my shoes in the bandwagon. I want a touch of glory and then to be taken into the abyss like Mephistopheles and Dr. Faustus. I want to see the face of God and then get thrown into hell. Absolutely. That's and, what I want. And we want to be able to say stuff like that on the bandwagon and be alone and not have anyone hear it. Just going to reiterate again, double down on this. We are not bandwagoners. When the bandwagon gets rolling, we get the F off of it. Tuck and roll. Let us out. Please. It can be moving. Open the doors. Yeah, we don't want to be part I, of that. I don't, I, I'm fine with getting a couple bruises and scratches on the gravel road when we're jumping out of that bandwagon. Uh, Sabres fans, including us. Fellow fi- fellow Sabres fans. Fellow Sabres. Buffalo or is, Sword. Is it pronounced Sabra? Buffalo Sabra. We're going to add Buffalo a little, Sabra. We're going to bring a little culture, bring a little class. We're going to bring a little French-Canadian... To Buffalo Sabres. Mm-hmm. Buffalo Sabres. You're welcome. Fellow Sabres fans. Uh, remember that sweet winning streak we had? What was it 10 yeah. games? That was awesome. Man. I, I like, playoffs are here. I remember doing when I watched all those games and where I was at the time when I was watching that 10-game win streak of the Buffalo Sabres. Oh, that goal that Eichel scored? The one? Yeah. That was I know so exactly the one sweet. you're speaking and of. And Dahlin, that sweet play that he did, passing it out of the zone. But you know what really gets me about the 10-game winning streak, which I love so much, mm-hmm. is, you know, what we want from our hockey team is uh, is to be, you know, constantly underwhelmed and disappointed. And I don't know why we didn't see it earlier. Obviously, Buffalo was the team for us. But th- their 10-game winning streak, in terms of if, if you're, uh, it's like a magic trick. Mm-hmm. First, there's the pledge. Sure. That gets your hopes up. The 10-game winning streak is that. And then there's the turn mm-hmm. when they start at being bad, but that 10-game win streak is still there. And then finally the prestige, which is missing the playoffs in the ninth position, which is a respectable change for our beloved Buffalo Sabres. Kill Hugh Jackman. A real magician tries to invent something new. God. <laughs> it's something that other magicians will scratch their heads over. I suppose you have such a trick. Yes, you I do. So the one they're going to remember me for. <laughs> Do you think David Bowie would have been a Sabres fan? I'm trying to think of... Do you think David Bowie has been to a hockey game? Or did go to one? Do you think David Bowie ever watched a full Sabres game? Front to back? Almost assuredly. Do you think he ever wore a Sabres jersey? I like to think so. I'll Google it right now. Found it. Here it is. Here it is. Look Buffalo up Sabres. on the Hockey Sport Podcast uh, Twitter feed. We're going to post a... Post a clip of David Bowie watching a Sabres game. He's a huge Sabres fan. He's a huge Sabres fan. Absolutely. I'm a Sabres fan watching from the stands. The foot was in the crease, but the refs said you can. Children do <laughs> Bowie. Bowie. Little known original version of that song. So... We don't usually do this at this time. Uh, you're going to be wondering what has happened, but it's drastic times, uh, desperate times call for desperate pleasures. And today we are, before the theme music even happens, we are- Don't hit the theme music yet. Don't hit the theme music yet. Leroy? Leroy, don't hit Don't it hit yet. the theme music yet, okay? 
I can see your fingers on the button. Take it off, Leroy. Take it off, down, Leroy. Down, Leroy. Down. Down. That's our producer, Leroy. Thank you for uh, cutting in the following clip, Leroy. Dogs love it because each nugget is basted with richer flavor. Introducing new, richer-tasting dog chow. Thanks, Leroy. Thanks, Leroy. Good clip. Not the theme music, because what we're doing before the theme music even starts today is we are Zambonying the Vancouver Canucks for the rest of the episode. And why? Because we're Sabres fans now. 1970 was the greatest year of hockey history because the Sabres became a franchise. Well, Buffalo is one of the few cities that has a truly Baroque street system. In 1804, Joseph Ellicott came to town. Joseph Ellicott was the brother of Andrew Ellicott, who was on Pierre L'Enfant's team to design Washington, D.C. And a lot of elements of the plan of Washington, D.C. are visible in Buffalo. Sicky knocks it away. John Chambers with it. Around the boards for Brett Hall. Hall leads it back for Madano. Madano tied up by Shitnik. Madano tries to make the play. It's swept away by Schmelick. Gladney into the net. Hossick down. Loose puck score. It's over. It's over. Brett Hall and Mike Madano were there in overtime. The Dallas Stars are the 1999 Stanley Cup champions. There you go. What a depressing day. Brings back memories, huh, folks? Horrible, horrible memories, everybody. We are, um, along with other forms of truthers, we are saber truthers. For sure. Foot was in the crease. There's nothing else to say. It's obvious. Give us the cup. Postemptively, give us the cup. Postemptively, why not? Why? Why can't? Why can't we, you know, there's cold cases that, that, uh, get solved later. Yeah, where's the DNA evidence? Where's the mistrial? Why can't we have a mistrial? Let's, why, why can't the refs get together, examine the footage and officially award, re-award the Stanley Cup to the Buffalo Sabres from 1999? Why can't can't that happen? We're fair. It's a cold case. We are. Open open up the cold case. Open up the cold case. Open up the cold case. NCIS. Yeah, NCIS. CSI. CSI. Upstate New York. From Jerry Bruckheimer, the producer who brings you CSI, CSI Miami, and without a trace comes the next great crime drama, Cold Case. And, you know, we're fair. We are fair Sabres fans. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, we're objective journalists, journal sports, uh, journal sportists. But, you know, Only with an interest in uh, justice, we believe that they should re-examine that case, open the case, open up the cold see case. if his foot was in the crease. I think you'll find it was. And we're not saying just give us the cup, okay? Like, maybe that's too extreme. Let them play the rest of the series. That was game six. Let them play game seven. I want the same lineups. Same teams. 2019 in the Dallas Stars Stadium, which is called... 200 degrees in sunlight, minus 200 in the shade. Canyons of razor-sharp rock. Unpredictable gravitational conditions, unexpected eruptions, things like that. Okay, so the scariest environment imaginable. Thanks. That's all you gotta say. Scariest environment imaginable. Yeah, they should play each other. Yep. All the same players. Old Hashik, old Madano, oh, old Hall. Awesome. And you know what? Just bragging rights too. Just say who actually would have won this thing. Yes. Because if they were good back then, they're still good. Same people, still same team. Now. Who cares if? 19 years have gone by. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Sabres fans, Sabres Nation, the Sabre Nation. Sabre Nation, you're welcome for this incredible idea that we've just put forth into the universe. Let's make this the brightest timeline. I want Hashik 
sitting on his head, making those sweet saves. He's going to he's gonna get a sweet glove save against Brett Hull in the dying minutes, and it's going to be like, booyah, that's what should have happened. Just as it always should have. And, and I the think- crease rule is in effect. Yes, of game. course. Same rules. 1999 rules. Same rules. No trapezoid. Same refs. Same refs. Same coaches. Same, same coaches. fans. Same fans. Get every Everybody gets a free ticket. Flight, there. if you need it. Was fly it in, them in. Was it in Dallas? I think I'm just saying, like, I think that they would fly them all in there for Game 7. I think whoever, Game 7 was, was Whoever be, had tickets for that game that never happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They would absolutely. So, uh, I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm, and we get to be there, too. Yeah, we get, we get to, to commentate too. the game, actually. Yeah, for sure. And if it doesn't actually ever happen, we're going to commentate it. As if it did. So We can play an NHL game and commentate that. We'll just let computers play each other and we're going to see what happens. I'm done with that too. So NHL now that we've uh, uh, righted the, the timeline to fix one of the greatest injustices in the history of hockey sport, uh, I think that that means that <laughs> with our work basically done for us for the day, we can cue the hockey sport podcast theme music and get on with the rest of the show. Is a track from our follow-up album uh, to Zamboni Sounds. That's a hockey sport podcast theme music done in 24 different ways. That's mm-hmm. hockey sport podcast clap version. Clap version theme music. We've got a snap version. We got a whistle version. Uh, what else we got? Uh, a version made of bird sounds. Oh uh, yeah, the bird version's great. Yeah. Can we play a little clip of that? Sure. This is the hockey sport podcast theme music and bird sound clip track two, four minutes and forty-four seconds. <laughs> It's amazing how much they were able to recreate it with just the same... Those are some talented birds. birds. Those are really talented birds. Well-trained. Well-trained talent birds. Yes. Well, come back. Bird sport? No, I'm not responding to that. Beak sport. I I don't know what we're talking about here. Raptor sport. Do you mean the process of training birds to make beautiful music is now called beak sport? Yeah. I don't think anyone's going to understand that. Leroy? (laughs) Leroy stamped it in. It's stamped. Stamped. I wish I hadn't given Leroy that big stamp. Stimps. So I know that we're trying to get a lot out here as quickly as we can because we have, um, sadly enough, missed a few uh, days. We haven't been around. We haven't been there for you. And we're sorry, okay? We are very sorry. For a time in December, Daniel abandoned hockey sport for the shallow and unsatisfying emotional payout of hoop sport. Lebronto Faptors. He was rooting for whoever he could. He, frankly, he was trying to score it any way he could. You know, I heard it all. I heard all the things from him, all the, all the signs of someone who needs help. I was talking about dunks. I was talking about sweet three-pointers. He was talking about how it's high scoring, you know, how the stars are on the entire time. He was... The dribbling was cool. I heard you listening to a Drake album. I'm, I mean, I, I probably shouldn't say this on the air, but... I got really into Drake. It's, it's. I mean, it's terrible. Like, I never thought that I would see you stoop so low as to wear a New Orleans Pelicans jersey to a baptism. That's how bad it got, folks. I stooped really low. I was so low that you could even say that I was on the bottom. 
But you know what? No. Now Daniel. I'm here. Daniel, no. We worked so hard. We've been through so much what? to get you back here. What did I do? You know what you've done. I just said I was at the bottom. And I sort of, if you want to say, I sort of started at the bottom. And now... Um, You're back. I'm, I'm back. Started at the bottom. Now I'm back. I didn't start at the bottom. I got to the bottom. The bottom was the middle. So I was in the middle of the bottom. Now I'm back. Okay. I can take that. I'm okay with you saying that on the air, but the rest of the stuff that you said earlier should be, uh, post-emptively beeped. I hope it was. Yeah. Okay. It's the last Drake. In fact, we're Zamboni-ing Drake just right now. Great. Should we so, permazam Drake? I don't know if we can permazam Drake. Okay. I mean, actually on the count of three, Drake. let's both vote. Okay. Okay. Hand in the air. For Permazam? Yeah. Okay, and we'll let the audience decide. Okay, and you guys will know after we do it. Okay, three, two, one. Interesting, interesting, interesting result. results. Interesting Very results. interesting results. Interesting results. Moving on. Daniel's back. Um, we I'm are back, back, baby. We are back by the transitive properties. Daniel's back. You are listening to us live and well. Oh, sometimes you got to leave, and sometimes you got to come back. So what you brought you what? back, Daniel? I, I smelled the sweet, sweet, salty taste of hockey sport all-star break and i was like i want to get in on this so as a result of daniel's absence uh from the i'd say like the righteous path of the hockey sport Mm -hmm. um we are going to be zambonying hoop sport for this episode possibly indefinitely depending on whether dan follows the steps of repentance and um apologizing for his sins and accepting higher power i'm out i can't even watch a free throw anymore there you go. That's I all I wanted even, to hear. I can't hear. even watch it. That's I all I wanted to hear. Bored. And yeah, I, you know what? I'll I'll go first. I accept that I I cut off last episode abruptly and and in anger when you started talking positively about hoop sport. Yeah. Um. And maybe that wasn't the right way. That wasn't what you needed at the time. But here we are. We're back. We're moving on from hoop sport. And I think that even in the world of other sport uh, section, I think we should steer clear of it. Ice Jam's better than Space Jam anyway, and it hasn't even been made yet. Exactly. I'll leave you with that. I think that's the perfect way to cue it to our first Zamboni of the hockey sport-related kind. Hoop sport. Zam it, baby. Zam it. Ever since I left the city, you got a reputation for yourself now. I think that's where we should leave it. It's been Zammed, and now we're going to move on to our Zamboni number two. We're Actually, Zamboni number three. We Zambonied the... Let's leave it on the side of the road. Went back there a little bit. Went back. Went back. No, I'm back. back. We're both back. What were you doing while I was gone? Um, I was watching the World Juniors. Um, uh, oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, right. That was a while ago, huh? We're we're not gonna talk about the World Juniors. It's just it's just too it's too raw. It's too raw for me. Yeah, it was raw for you. Yeah, it was a little raw. You know. Yeah. It was like raw, you Fitzpatrick. Yeah. We got raw dog. Hey, at least the states didn't win. Am I right? Cheers. Cheers to that. Let's open up some champagne. Oh yeah, it's like the end of a NASCAR rally in here right now. Yeah, something we don't have in Canada, <laughs> thankfully. Wait a minute, NASCAR? Don't I mean left turn sport? Crash sport? Crash sport? I don't know. It wishes it was crash sport. Advertisement sport. Advertisement sport. That's fair. Totally. Ad sport. Ad sport. Great. Mm, cool. Cool. We figured that one out. Every every uh, every episode's a new journey, and uh, you know, we Thank make you for we make, us we make new friends along the way, and we just made a new friend. Ad sport. 
Adsport. You know, this was brought to you by Adsport. Adsport. A sport where people drive in circles, round and around. And you look at them, and and you see ads. There's some sports that aren't so much about the sport, but are about sitting around and having an excuse to sit around and drink. Yes. Ad sport is one. I would say base sport is one as well. Base sport is also an excuse to sit around. It's an excuse to sit around, drink, and eat a hot dog. Yeah. That's basically the sport. And I don't know about you, but I don't need an excuse to do that. Beer hot dog sport. Beer hot dog sport. That's a whole genre of sport. Gut sport. Grow your gut sport. Grow your gut sport. Like that sound? More where that came from. More where that came from, baby. Rawhide! I'd like to uh, tell viewers really quick that uh, we're kind of in a new setup here at the Hockey Sport Podcast uh, Studios. This is exciting. And it feels refined. I feel like we're, we've grown up. Do we sound more professional? D- Distinguished? Distinguished? Uh, classy? Because <laughs> uh, it feels like it. My back is straight. I'm sitting with my elbow uh, we are drinking, in a relaxed position. Just to hammer this point home, we are drinking tea. We're, we're drinking tea right now. We're drinking tea right now. So any slurring of words that we do is just because of our unprofessionalism. Booyah. And I am proud to slay So we're drinking tea. Um, we're drinking tea. We're refined. We're adults now. I mean, we're men. We're what, men. What more is there to say? And, and we're and, boys. Boy sport, man sport. Yeah, this is mansport. We're going to mansplain something to you guys because we know that has a, a, you know, focus polls have shown us that more mansplaining is always good. Mm-hmm. So we're going to explain to you guys. We have a great setup now. Um, the whole revamp studio. Check our Twitter page to see the entire digs. We'll do like a a, what, a Cribs style walkthrough of the table. Yeah, we can. In uh, front of us. We'll show off all of our sweet Sabres merch. Yeah, tons of Sabres merch. I have a life size cutout of Alexander McGillney. I have uh, one of Dominic Hasek's toenails, which is pretty cool. We think it's his toenail. It's huge. It's humongous. Yeah, it's massive. It is like a scythe. It's like a saber. We've got a... Wow, I missed that. I missed that opportunity. We've got a a fully taxidermied buffalo. Absolutely. Which we've we've, uh, outfitted with swords all over it. We also have so uh, kind of like the symbol of on the jersey. We also have a um, in a jar sitting in vinegar. The only known um, actual instance of a buffalo slug found in the remote Amazonian uh, river of Wook. Uh, the buffalo slug, of course, is the inspiration for the um, short-lived but much successful Buffalo Sabers uh, jersey setup, yellow and black. We haven't confirmed yet, but it may be one of Gary Bettman's horcruxes. We're still, we, we may have to destroy it, is what we're saying. Get ready for that. Uh, if you hear the searing screams of what can only be described as a half buffalo, half slug, it's probably because we realized it is, in fact, a horcrux. Also, send us your horcruxes. If you have anything you think is a horcrux that you send need it us, to us. We'll destroy to destroy it for you. Yeah. because you think it might be a portion of Gary Bettman's soul, there's a hundred of them out there. And every year there's a new one. Steve, can you tell the people uh, what tool uh, we are currently using to destroy Horcruxes with? We are using a saber. A buffalo saber. But the buffalo saber. We are using, sorry, the buffalo saber. We're very proud to uh, announce that the city of Buffalo has lent us kind of like the, the key to the city. It's but like a key to the city, it's a, it's a, a saber to the city. Yeah, it's, it's a sword, sword to the city. Yeah. Um, they've lent it to us to destroy Horcruxes. It was used to kill the last American buffalo. 
So it, it's kind of has a controversial history, but it is imbued with some sort of demonic magic, I assume. I assume as Killing well. Killing an entire species. That's That's got to... That's got to leave some sort of dark yeah, curse. The sword certainly absorbs that magic. It's definitely very cold to the touch. Just like Buffalo. Just like walking down good old Silo City. Oh, uh, you kidding me? In downtown Riverfront, Buffalo. Wow, the, Wait. The, just the air on Silo City alone. Just take a big, nice yeah. breath. You know you're in Buffalo. Yeah, I don't know. When I have a good day off, I love to go on Silo City and enjoy their many... Many um, silos, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Long forgotten grain silos. I love how many long forgotten grain silos Buffalo has. For sure, for sure. Um, and, you know, just Buffalo has a great variety of restaurants, water options, and a nice place to be on a warm summer evening yeah. trip, uh, including the zip line. And if you're feeling kind of spunky, you can take a walk down uh, to uh, Delaware Park and check out the. I love you know what I love there in Delaware Park, Steve. Is that by the St. Lawrence uh, Seaway? For sure, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you know what's awesome there? That replica statue of David that they have. Oh yeah, Michelangelo's. I think it's, I think it's better than the real thing. It's, it's definitely better than the real thing because it has all of the aplomb of uh, Michelangelo's craftsmanship plus the beautiful Buffalo surroundings. I've been to Florence and I've been to Buffalo, and one of them didn't take an eight-hour flight. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and like every time, I gotta say, every time I hear the amazing story of Buffalo Strategic Port of Grain located in Silo City that was moved from the Midwest uh, part of the city, I think it's totally worth the $15 tour that I paid. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm pretty sure there's a Buffalo Sabres game tonight, and so uh, we're definitely going to be heading down to Ulrich's Tavern to watch that. Good old Ulrich's Tavern. Ulrich. We're regulars at Ulrich's. Oh, I love Ulrich von Lichtenstein. Knight's Tale reference. Also, current owner of Ulrich's Tavern. That's right. The fictional Heath Ledger character. R.I.P. So there's uh, so many things we don't want to talk about, which is also why we... We're happy to take the break that we did. Oh, um, let's just take because, a second to appreciate it that we're back. Yeah, truly what's great about um, having a philosophy like not talking about the things everyone should be talking about is that in the absence of episodes, we are truly fulfilling our mantra. It's only now while we talk that we are betraying what we believe most, which is that no one should be talking about this stuff. It should just be absorbed effervescently through our skin. We're never more hockey sport than when we're off air not recording. That's really... What matters? Some of the most impressive things we've ever said were silence. For example, and also that time we, and let's not forget. And we wouldn't be without only if. And there's also scores. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know it. That was a good one. You know it. You... Zamboni number three of the day. We wish we could have something harsher than Zambonying this. I want to permazam it, but what I really would rather do is somehow wish so hard this doesn't come into florescence. Florescence? Florescence. Fruition? I'm going to go with florescence. Okay, we're going to check that with Leroy later, but... Leroy is he's vehemently asleep. Yeah, he's, he's 
outrageously asleep, I would say. Yeah, he's emphatically he's, snoring. He's violently dreaming. I don't want to see anyone get first overall pick this year. That's what that's what it's come to. I think Jack Hughes should be executed because it's going to be the Kings or it's going to be the Hawks or it's going to be oh, it's gonna Colorado be it's gonna be on behalf sure. of the Senators. It's just there's no happiness coming for us on draft day in Vancouver, a city which I have never been to but would love to visit someday. Yeah, I don't have any, uh, any interest in going to Vancouver. I mean, why go to Vancouver when you've got Theodore... Uh, Roosevelt's uh, inaugural national historic site, just a blocks away from where I live. Yeah. So, I, you know, why go to Vancouver when uh, I have a personal relationship with Byron Brown, mayor of Buffalo, population two hundred and sixty-one thousand people. So we're proposing that no one gets first draft. Jack Hughes is not picked and can never be picked. It's never been done. But you know what? Sometimes you get the short and the 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 short uh, sorry <laughs> sometimes you get the short end of the stick and if you're wondering it's... why we didn't edit out that burp um it's because normally we save things like that for the premium package um which is for the, those of you who are subscribed to our premium package it's the stuff that doesn't make it into the podcast usually gold yep. but we wanted to give you a sample of it today this is like a free trial a free trial if you liked hearing daniel <laughs> explode with gas, uh-huh. you're gonna love the premium package. Yeah, so we got you this free trial. Um, it's twenty four ninety nine a month after a month of the free trial, but and you have to, you, but you can just turn that off yourself. Just go into the podcast settings. It's really easy to figure out. You got to say just stop, uh, free trial. So yeah, basically it's free until you turn off that function and start paying us. And the function's right there. It's really easy to find. Yeah, it's really easy to find. So look on our podcast. You'll find more stuff. Um, most of our episodes are about six hours long, and then we edit them down to the breezy hour and a half that you have been so wonderfully enjoying for the last um, mm-hmm. seven years. How long have we been doing this? Uh, 1,700-part series and what we're on, episode 12? Yeah, so 12 years. Okay. At least 12 years, one a year. 12 years, a hockey fan. So I'm <laughs> hoping... <laughs> <laughs> what's, Twelve. what's wrong with that joke? 12 years of slavin'. <laughs> I'm so excited for um, Jacob Slavin's autobiography to come out next year, which, of course, is called... 12 Years of Jacob Slavin. So it brings us to a new rule we're going to suggest, and I'm only 100% serious. There should be a new rule where it's not the worst team in a season that gets first overall pick or best odds. It should be over three years. Because if you are the Chicago Blackhawks... And you sh- if you win a cup, you should be banned for five years. But uh-huh. if you're the Chicago Blackhawks and you won your division two years ago, you sh- that should be added to your total. It should be a total points over three years. And so then teams like Carolina, like our beloved Buffalo Sabres, mm-hmm. that have missed the playoffs a million years in a row, uh-huh. th- those teams would have a chance. And Chicago and L.A. and Detroit with its epically long uh, streak – yeah. wouldn't have these high picks. Yeah, The fact that Montreal last year had such a high draft pick, and yet they've only ever been good, and they're such a great franchise, and they're good again this year, just shows that they shouldn't have gotten that draft pick, in our, in our opinion. I'm going to take it one step further, and I'm going to flip this whole bitch on its axis. Magnetic poles reversal right now. Mm-hmm. Um, President's Trophy gets first pick. Just load it up. Load it up. 
Are you saying that because you've learned from hoop sport? Is this because you like hoop sport so much? I, 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 we, we, we've, we've zambonied. Oh, that we've zambonied. The, the disgruntled stammering of a man caught in a egregious lie. You've been zammed, sir. You've been zammed. All right. I will take the punishment. What do you got for me? Um, I will say something nice about whatever you want, because I had to call you on that. Uh, implicit zam, an implicit permazam. You have to an say Im- sorry, an implicit zamboni break. You have to say something about. You have to say something negative about our beloved city, Buffalo, a city we've lived in for twenty eight years. Um, franchise we've bled for. Ha- this is impossible. I know it's tough. I can't say something bad about Buffalo. It's you have to. You have to try. What do you expect me to say bad? Are, are you are you expect me to say that? Um, I'd rather you you expect me to say that I get nosebleeds from its perfect 600 foot elevation, 183 meters. Do you expect me to say that Lake Erie isn't the greatest lake in the history of Great Lakes? It should be called the Greatest Lakes plus a couple other ones that are just only great. The Greatest Lake. The Greatest Lake. You expect me to you expect me to insult the walk on the water, the first steamboat to sail Lake Erie in 1818? I can't, sir. I will not. The greatest lake, the story of Lake Erie. <laughs> Written by Lake Erie. It's an autobiography of the Lake Erie. Just the words on the page are just water sounds. We have audiobooks of it. Here's the only problem I have with Buffalo. It should be a nation state. It should secede and become its own Vatican, Monaco, Luxembourg-style autocratic princedom. And the prince of this nation state would be Jack Eichel. Fair enough. I should have known that neither of us could say anything bad about Buffalo because we love Buffalo so much. Uh, Also, they should uh, be Canada. Buffalo should be Canada. Join Canada. Join Canada, Buffalo. We'd love for you to join Canada. Just that little line of the river, just like be over there. Because we are Buffalo Sabres fans, first and foremost, who have bled for the city. But also we are Canadians. We, We haven't changed that. Every bodily function has come out of my body for the Buffalo Sabres. Every one of them. Dedicated. Dedicated. Every type to of liquid that can come out of my body. Including earwax. Yeah. You have waxed poetic for Buffalo. Yep. I've waxed poetic and earwaxed for the Buffalo Sabres. Eerie waxed. Lake earwax? Our uh, next Zamboni of the day slash night slash morning whenever you're listening to this is our uh, old friend, uh, is an oldie but a goodie, Cracker Cart. Connor Cart. Connor Cart. Connor Cracker Cracker Cart. Carter 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 Hart. Cracker Hart? Cracker Cart. Cracker Cart. Cracker Cart. Philadelphia Flyers rookie netminder sensation, Cracker Cart? Cracker Cart, we're not going to talk about you. Uh... With all our bandwagon talk this episode, we we've already ju- talked we about jump on carts. It. We've already talked about this kind of stuff too much already. If anything, we're jumping off carts, so we'd just be hypocrites if, if we were jumping on the cracker cart. Yeah. We, we're really happy for the Flyers that seem to have a, a brand new shiny goalie to ruin. Mm-hmm. Um, but for now, while he's on like a big win streak or, or doing really well, uh, it feels better to Zambonium. Yeah, and also, this is kind of like the team that cried goalie. I mean, how many goalies have they had this season? A million? Like, who cares? Actually, so. I think it was three million. Three. Fact Even check. Three. Um, another thing is that 
what sucks about this is it's just sad to talk about a rookie when there is only one rookie of the year this year, Rasmus Dahlin. He's got the Calder locked up. So it's a fact. So I just it just frustrates me when people are talking about Connor Carter Hart Cracker Cart Cracker Cart Cracker Cart. Um, when it's it's Rasmus Dahlin's year. It's his coming out party. And he's going to win Rookie of the Year every year from now on. Rookie I think it's his trophy. And Norris. Stamp it. And he's also going to He should also win the Selkie. Roles. I think he should win the Selkie. Sure, because he plays... He's the best offensive defenseman offenseman. Yeah. He's such a good offensive defenseman. He's, he's also the best offensive defensive offensive. It's a double, that's a double negative. Triple negative? It's a triple negative and therefore write him in. Write him in. Where in the rules does it say a defenseman can't win the Selkie? You know what they say? Two triple negatives make a double positive. Mm -hmm. That's math. Two triple negatives make a positive. You know it's true because when he said it, he sounded unsure. Like a good scientist. I always doubt everything I say. Like a scientist should. I'm never sure about anything. It's all a theory. I'm constantly theorizing new theories all the time. Every moment of the day. I theorize all the time. Uh, you know, I think one of my theories is one of the greatest Buffalo Sabres moments of all time was uh, 2001, Game 2 versus Philadelphia, when Jay McKee beat Roman uh, Chechmanic just inside the right post to give Buffalo a uh, 4-3 overtime victory in Game 2 and uh, two games to none series lead. I think that's the best moment in Sabres history, maybe. That's, you've theorized that. It's a theory. It's a theory, but scientifically, you're, you're hoping to prove it. It's a theory. It's a theory. I'm just, I'm just giving a shout out to my favorite team. You know, I'm just talking about my favorite team, the Sabers. Thank you for that, Daniel. <sighs> Fuck Philly. And Zamboni number. What are we at now? I'm Five. Not sure. I'm Zam- not sure where we're at yet. We're, there's a lot we don't want to talk What's about. Zamboni. How many Zambonis were on? We okay. Can't talk about that. Zamboni anymore. number redacted. All right. We admit it. Calgary's good. Calgary's good. Fine. What do you want? You happy? You want a medal? You're scoring a lot of goals. You're winning games. Does it feel good? I bet it does. I bet it does. Great. Oh, oh most in the so West. Yeah, like, whatever. Like getting games and winning them. And yeah. Like, oh, your young people. Are like, I, I, we don't care. We don't even think it's a story. I don't know why other people are talking about it. I think teams that's are good all the time. Teams are always Winnipeg good. There's really always good, good teams. You know? So. Look what happened to them. Anyways, congratulations, Calgary, I guess. Teams are literally good every season. There's literally always a good team in the season, so you're not special. Yeah. You know what is special? 10-game winning streak. Fuck yeah. And that brings us to Zamboni number redacted. Bobs and pans. Bobs and pans. Bobby pans. We've heard a lot about it recently. Columbus, you're in trouble, but we're not going to talk about it. We don't care. It hasn't happened. We don't know what's going to happen. We can't predict these things. Who cares? Pans Labyrinth. Yeah, it's a very confusing labyrinth of whether Panarin's going to come back to, I don't know, be traded. Who knows? Whatever. Bob's Labyrinth. Sequel. We'll start caring about it if Columbus does the right thing and trades Bobrovsky and Panarin in a package for a couple Buffalo Sabres prospects that prospects, are like Prospects, maybe Ocpozo. Throw him over there. Yeah, we throw Ocpozo in there, maybe like a second rounder. Sure. Ocpozo and a second rounder for Bobrovsky. And Panarin. And, you know, they're rentals, so, like, I think you're getting a great deal. Um, and we need them for the cup run this year. We'll, we'll you know, we'll throw in uh, CJ um, Smith. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. 
Uh, His name's almost Columbus Blue Jackets. CJ. Columbus Jackets. CJ. He's a perfect trade. So there you go. That's that's a good uh, little nugget. But other than that, if you're looking for uh, uh, people to talk ad nauseum about whether or not a underachieving goaltender and a, let's just admit it, like potentially flaky disappearing act uh, Russian. For sure. Yeah. A too Run hot. It. He's too hot shot. Yeah. He's hot shot hot or shot. not shot. <laughs> I'm leaning toward not shot Panarin. He's getting bounced around like a little pinball. He was yeah. cool on Chicago. They didn't want him. He's kind of cool on Columbus. They don't want him. Who's he going to be? Who's he going to be a not shot on next? I think he's going to go play with Barkov in Florida. I think that'd be pretty pretty cool. Oh yes, he should definitely retire. Yeah. Because that's what he's talking about. He keeps hinting he wants to go somewhere else. We know what that means. You want a retirement package, and that means Florida. Yes. 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 Where players go to retire underwater soon. I mean, eventually. <laughs> he'll, buy, he'll buy a hill. Yeah, he'll buy a hill. Go buy a hill. They in You know, if Florida has anything, their ice will eventually be hot. And probably black because of the sewage running through the streets. We've always talked about having hot black ice as the uh, newest innovation in the hockey sport world. Yeah. And Florida is actually they may be pl- first plummeting towards that goal. Yeah. So there you go. No Bobrovsky, no Panarin. I hope they don't play next year. Yeah? I'm tired of it. I'm tired of this narrative. No one sign them. How about that? Can we just all agree when none of us are going to sign them? How about the KHL Quebec Nordique sign them? Exactly. Panarin comes to the KHL Quebec Nordiques. Bobrovsky, he's That's he a Russian? perfect That's trade. That's a perfect trade. That's a perfect trade. A free agent signing, right? That's getting a lot of buzz going for you our get KHL all the, expansion team, You get team all too. the good stuff. Uh, he gets to go home to the KHL, which he might end up doing eventually. He gets to go to an, an urban metropolis, riverfront city, like he wants, Quebec yep. City. Um, they have a decent nightlife, I think. Sure. They can be booed if they want to get booed. Panarin and, and Bobrovsky seem to like being booed. Yeah. I think just people boo in Quebec. I don't think the Quebec fans even know really what's going on. They just boo everybody. Isn't boo French for something? It's French for goal. So, like, if you like being booed, oh, that's the place to boo. go. Score a boo. Score a boo. So, there you go. So, there you go. So, there you go. Do we say too much? Probably. And this week's guest... We should have told you guys about this at the beginning because this is a big deal for us. We're excited to have uh, our homeboy, the the champion of the Buffalo Sabres, who's uh, spearheaded us through an incredible rebuild and uh, a Stanley Cup contender this year, Jason Botterill, general manager. Yeah, yeah! Body! Bodie. We, we call him the Bod. Call him the Bod. That's my Buffalo boy! Yeah. He's yeah, yeah. a buffalo yeah. soldier. Born in Canada. So uh, one of the main things we're going to be exposing, as we are known to do, is he was born in a lowly, unheard of town in some backwater country named Canada called Edmonton. Ed, am I pronouncing that right? Edmont, Edmonton? Edmonton, I think. Edmonton. Edmonton. Sorry, Edmonton. Edmonton. Below the hills of Edmonton, where the Edmonton Oilers get their weekly... Toilets. The, Sorry. The Edmonton Toilets get their weekly um, stone-carved standings tables. Uh-huh. 
from on high. Um, he's born in Edmonton, and I just wanted to, with him in studio later, we're going to gloat about how an Edmontonian GM is killing it right now while the Edmonton toilets do not have a GM to speak of. There's definitely people that have been born in Edmonton and never left and died in Edmonton, like their whole lives. Are you just saying, is this our uh, a new instance of our uh, much-praised depressing thoughts segment? That's right. Q, what do we want, Leonard Cohen, Radiohead? Ooh, I, I, like, I like Radiohead. Cue some Radiohead. Okay, we're going to cue some Radiohead for this t- segment of depressing thoughts. There's most likely hundreds, if not thousands of people who were born in Edmonton, lived there their entire lives, and died there, and never went anywhere else. And luckily, Jason Botterill is not one of them. We're glad he flew out of Edmonton and came to the sunny, much warmer paradise that is upstate New York in Erie County. You know what I'm excited uh, uh, for... uh, him to check out. What is he going to check out? Um, the Blue Sky Mausoleum. Ooh, a classic site. It's just a beautiful old cemetery, you know. Yeah, is it? It's a beautiful yeah, old it's cemetery. Easily accessible. Yeah, it's open to the public, which is cool because not some cemeteries. I mean, most are, but some aren't. Yeah, you know. Which is yeah, which is neat. Um, to be able to go to a public cemetery like that. And I love the tour also. You can take a really great tour on that cemetery. Yeah, what are your feelings about the tour? The tour is great. Yeah. As far as cemetery tours go, it's one of the best, I think, in the country. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, when I'm spending my time, I've been to the, the Buffalo Cemetery tour, yep. the mausoleum, the yep. Blue Sky Mausoleum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which Blue Sky Mausoleum is a little inside joke for Buffalo uh, people because obviously it's not a mausoleum. It's It's got blue sky. Yeah, it's, yeah, a, yeah. it's just a big park. Yeah, exactly. Um, but when I'm not going to the Blue Sky it's Mausoleum, funny. It's funny I, I it's usually funny. go to the Buffalo Museum of Science located on 120 oh, Humboldt Parkway. Such a great museum of science. Yeah. Um, you know, it's great. Um, mm-hmm. What 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 can't Buffalo I say is about just it? Great in what general. can't I say about the Buffalo Museum of Science? You know, it features 3D movies. It... Um, at one at one time they had the world's largest guitar for, for a season. You know, you know. Go Savers. Um, fucking Jack Eichel, man. And it's forty dollars for a family of four to go in. Freaking Dominic Hasek, so good. Savers rule. So stay tuned for Jason Botterill coming up at the top of the hour, um, and that'll be at whatever is the top of the hour your time. Buffalo Sabres, booyah! Bottle roll, bod, the bod bottle roll. Bottom of the bottle roll to you. Bottom of the bottle to you. Bottom of the bottle to you. That's just a little saying we say at Ulrich's Tavern whenever we're watching a Sabres game. Oh man, old Ulrich. Little old Ulrich coming out in his Sabres jersey. It's always way too big for him. <laughs> <laughs> Top story number one. This is our first top story post All-Star break. Somebody. Unbelievable. Unbelievable that we are doing this post the All-Star break. Uh, Things are shifting. I don't even know what else we can say. Seismic shifts. Because. In the hockey world. I, I don't know about you guys, but there's always a letdown for me after 
the All-Star break because the best game of the season has happened. And it lived up to expectations. I, I, I Man, had that was a a, sick an incredible Woo! blast. Ten goals? Oh! Yeah, that was fan- fantastic. Um, fantastic because it's for the fans. And we're fans, and I just... It's un- it's unfortunate that the rest of the season doesn't have the highs, the emotions, the drama of the All Star Game. Just the sickest plays. You, I mean, what more can you ask for? You have all the best players playing on the ice at the same time, and they're playing full finesse. You know, I like that they're not playing as hard as they can because then you get a sense of the real skill. Yes, it's all you know skill because it's it's not like adrenaline. There's no, um, there's no like pressure on them. And there's no stakes. So it's really just skill. It's the, who is the best. Yeah, the All-Star Game's my playoffs. Yeah, it's my playoffs as well. I, I agree. And there is playoffs in it. Yeah. Like the final game. And I playoffs. was rooting hard for the Metro this uh, this season. And um, the All-Star season. Yeah, obviously, the All-Star season. As I call it. Um, and man, they delivered. Let me tell you something. Because think that about Metro the things the All-Star so Game sick. had. Uh, it's just so superior to the Cup Final. I think we both agree with that. I don't think oh, any of our audience definitely. would I mean, first off, first off, three on three. Um, if anybody knows anything about sports, it's that you change them as they progress. You make them more exciting for ratings. new rules. And there's nothing better than faster. More more, space. More space. uh, Um, Less hitting. Totally. So I'm talking about three on three, baby. Think about about what the uh, Stanley Cup Final lacks. The Stanley Cup Final last year did not have Sidney Crosby. Nope. Best player. Best player and... True to form, he won the MVP, the Conn Smythe of the uh, All Star Game. I mean, the, the that, real Conn Smythe. We I mean, call that's it. gotta be huge for his confidence too. Yeah, moving forward, like all the rest of the games, not having the same kind of pressure as the All Star Game, I think he's gonna be really sad. And is that the first time he's got All Star MVP? Sure is. Man, that's huge. It's huge that's for his career. Huge. I think he that's might have solidified his, his place in the Hall. That was that was definitely the moment where I said, if man, I was watching it biting my nails. I was like, if Crosby doesn't get the MVP for, he's got. He, he was really going for that MVP. He's really going for he's that. MVP. Really going for that. It's MVP. great to see uh, the passion for the sport really come out in the games that matter. Um, and it, I love that there's no trophy or stakes or or anything that really matters in the all-star game yeah. that's what makes it way more exciting to watch yeah and because you take the pressure off and they perform better you know how people always say well playoffs is such a different type of hockey yeah than the regular season it's also the same with the all-star game it's a really it's different, different type of hockey it's and, and it's just it's like a different game it you can't, can't compare them it's you can't a different compare game. them yeah but you do have to think uh seeing some of the performances that happened in the all-star game you know do teams question their rosters now like if, if I'm a defenseman playing in front of John Gibson, how do I trust him after that all-star performance? It really hurts his chances at a, at a new signing. Yep. It hurts his Vesna chances, if any. There, those are out the window now. Because he would... just didn't perform. He just didn't <sighs> perform like I thought he was going to, in the especially with the pressure of the all-star game. I mean, it happens every I mean, year. The, the no pressure yeah, to all yeah, exactly. I just thought he performed better. I, exactly. You'd think he'd perform better. And, and, and it happens. If you perform well under pressure, it's like, who cares? You know? And I'm tired of having this debate. Every year we say to ourselves, can someone win the Hart Trophy if they didn't perform well at the All Star game? No. Last year, Connor McDavid obviously didn't win the Hart Trophy, largely because of his performance it's at the All Star no game. It's a no every time. It's a no. I mean, like, that's when the game matters, and, and John Gibson didn't come through. And, you know, if I was a Canucks fan right now, um, I'd be looking at at Pedersen's performance at the All Star Game and uh-huh. just thinking, what what good is this guy? Yeah, it's it's definitely disappointing for for anybody who watched that All Star Game and saw those underperformers. Yeah, uh, the Pacific Division. I mean, they've been much maligned all year, it's huge. and it's it, huge. they they didn't show. And, up in that oh game. man, they got destroyed. They in got the destroyed. In that they got game. absolutely destroyed. Yeah. So, so I, I if I was 
you know, a Sharks fan or anyone living in the Pacific time zone, I'd say like, this is the time to sell. Yep. Just draft picks, futures, because I, I, I can't imagine having another showing like that, you know? That would be embarrassing. It'd be really embarrassing. I mean, our Sabres, you know, that was all political, as you know, when it's the Sabres. They didn't make it to the final either, but it wasn't the same. It, they really they really tried. You could tell that, that Skinner was out there, like, yeah. trying his best. And yep. Eichel is just, um, you know, what, what can't you say about Eichel? And uh, one of the, again, I just want to, you know, one of the other great things about the All-Star game is, um, you know, just the, the, the skill on display. Mm-hmm. It's the best you're going to see all year round. No question. And the chemistry that these guys, uh, you know, are, are trying to, the, the fact that they don't have chemistry is what gives the game so much excitement because you don't exactly. know what's going to happen. When somebody has chemistry, you know, you know, oh, they know exactly where they are. That's not that's not fun. You never know where anybody is going to pass to. It's like a blind date. It's like a blind date. Which are the right. best dates. Yep. Always the best dates. Actually, speaking of dating and the NHL, I think that brings us nicely to our next top story. Woo! Really excited for this one. Hey now, you're an all-star. Our top story, number deuce, is a huge one. Um, again, this is this is stuff that this is stuff that could get us kicked off the air right now. Yeah, this, this is, is stuff that the parental that advisory be, warning. The the powers that be do not want this out there. Um, NSFW, absolutely. Listen, everybody. Uh, everybody knows it. Nobody's talking about it. So we're talking about it. Players? Fuck. They just do. They, Players fuck all the time. They fuck a lot. And they do drugs. Yeah. They party. They party hard. Um, And it's something that we're not talking about. I don't know whether that's just because um, the, the league has never found the right way to monetize it. Yeah. Um, but... I think that's where this needs to go. I think we need to start thinking about the league as being a sexier place to be. And this is purely metaphorical, not literal at all. This is purely metaphorical, not literal at all. But when players do a lot of drugs, they become devils. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just a metaphorical devils. Yeah, exactly. They metaphorically might end up a devil if they do a lot of drugs. Like if they do a lot of cocaine or something and sort of lose the trust of the... Of the, of the staff. Yeah, of the your team. metaphor was perfectly clear. Yeah. Yeah. Very metaphorical. Um, and I think that, you know, there's a sophomore slump, which I don't really, I've never really gotten the idea of the sophomore slump. It doesn't have anything to do with the sophomore. It just is suddenly these players can drink. They discover beer. Giant rich babies in burned out desert holes of carnage and chaos. This is, that's fuck city. We hate to, we hate to repeat ourselves, but... We've been saying it over and over again. If you're turning 21 in a National Hockey League market, you have suddenly got a lot more going on. And I know that people like to bitch about Fortnite and video game addiction, Mm -hmm. but you're a millionaire 20-year-old traveling the entire North America. I I think that Patrick Laine probably has bigger problems than how much Fortnite he's playing. And I get it. You know, I was addicted to Qubit for a long time. During my hoop sport days, I was playing a lot of Qubit, but I'm out now. And uh, so I get it. It's tough to get out of that. But you know what? You give players, you hand players 
birth. Here you go. You're 21 now. Here's your driver's license. You can drink. Here's a million dollar contract. And here's Instagram. Mm -hmm. Get up there and be somebody. They're fucking. Yeah. People are messaging them being like, hey, oh, what's up? Uh, I saw you play. I saw you play. You were really great. You want, you know? Yeah. Here's a picture of my butt. I think what you're really saying is that Instagram is Tinder for hockey players. Hundo P. Yeah, that's a Hundo P right there. Put a nail on it. Hundo P percent. Put a nail on that. Yeah. You kidding me? They fuck all the time. Yeah. All the time. And what we're saying is good for them. Yeah, go for it. Go get it. I just think nobody talks about it. Nobody talks about it. And 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 I think that there's a huge opportunity for the NHL right here. And I think we can start. Uh, I think we can start measuring players' performances by how much sex, drugs, or rock and roll they listened to the night before. I mean, it's never part of. It's like, oh, yeah. they had a bad game. Why though? Yeah, we, Why we talk about advanced game? stats, but we're Coke, miles behind. MDMA, ecstasy. Yeah. I'm sorry, like boobies, butts. That's probably why. Feet, if you're into it. Feet, sure. Who knows? But uh, the advanced stats and all these predicting of like Muzzin's going to be a great zone defense whatever yeah it has nothing to do with anything it's just is muzzin going to come to toronto be a big celebrity and and find himself a coke dealer that has like a good sort of delivery service that's the real advanced stat that i want when i'm picking my hockey pool when muzzin comes to the maple leafs becomes an international i mean within the leaf community international within the city intercity national Mm -hmm. celebrity and gets a whiff of that sweet toronto maple leaf pootie tang he's going to be distracted every nut on the ice he's not gonna be able to every nut Every nut. Every single nut of the ice. Every single nut on the ice is going to bust. <laughs> Love it. He's going to be busting nuts on and, the ice. And per- this- Thinking about that sweet Toronto pootie tang. He's going to be doing them drugs. Those Toronto drugs? Yeah, those Toronto drugs are crazy. They come from Buffalo, one of our biggest industries. Yep. Shipping it across the Fun fact. border, across uh, Lake Ontario. Fun fact. The least greatest lake, Lake Ontario. Yeah. Um, greatest lake? Lake Erie, obviously. Lake Erie. We said that before. Yeah. You know, and you know how you know why they're so different? Because Lake Ontario goes over Niagara Falls, greatest waterfall, and becomes mm-hmm. Lake Erie. Therefore, all of the Lake Erie water is the greatest water. Drinkable as well. Fun Tw- fact. Tweet at us right now saying that Lake Erie is the greatest lakes, and we will send you an official hockey sport stimp that has Lake Erie on it. Yeah, a big picture of Lake Erie. It will just look like water, but you'll know. And it'll probably also just be a PDF that you can print out. And if you you can buy like... um, Kind of like the limited edition hockey sport mug that was also a PDF. Apologies to our winner. And this whole players fuck um, theorem, if we we could put it into sort of like deserved lofty terms. We're scientists here. We're scientists here. Science sport. Science sport. Yeah. Think sport. Number sport. Theory sport. Theory sport. Yeah. Smart sport. Smart sport. Smart sport. Smart sport. Mm Mm-hmm. Basically, it's a unified theory of hockey analytics, which basically says that it's the missing link in all these equations. It is everything. And a perfect example of this is why is it that people going back to their hometown doesn't always work very well? It's because all of a sudden they're surrounded by all the people they went to high school with and they're a celebrity. Sorry, Jake Furtanen. You got to delete your account. That's my number one tip for the Vancouver Canucks. Sure. Jake Furtanen has got to stop messaging his friends from high school. And going to the same high school parties he used to go to in Abbotsford. Man, that's a deep Vancouver Canucks reference for somebody who's such a diehard Buffalo fan. Um, I did a little bit of research into 
um, Jake Vertanen, because Vertanen, as you know, is a historically... It's a Buffalonian a, a, name. A Buffalonian name. Yep. It's a kind of upstate New York. A Buffalite. I, and I knew a couple... Um, I knew a couple of Vertanens um, when I went to uh, when I went to Fostick Maston Park High School, um, and I thought they might be related to so the people I knew. So I, that's mm-hmm. why I know about Jake Vertanen. But if you asked me who the starting goaltender for the Vancouver Canucks is, I, I would have no idea. Yeah, no yeah. idea. No idea. What's going In on. fact, after Hasek, I don't know any starting goaltenders. No, Hasek was the best and the ultimate. Actually, the penultimate. The best is yet to come. Actually, you know what? I do know one Vancouver Canuck goaltender. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Past and sure. no longer president. Yeah, uh, a certain ha- uh, a certain Buffalo legend, Ryan Miller, quite unfairly stolen from us. Oh, way better on Buffalo than on those on the way Canots. better. Are you way kidding better. me? Are you kidding way me, Ryan better. Miller? Yeah, come home. That was when he was in his like prime USA Finals overtime. Twenty ten. Sidney Crosby Golden Goal. Gotta sting. Best, uh, probably still sting. best times. Which is the better? Killing somebody with gold, Sidney Crosby golden goal on Ryan Miller, or Game of Thrones Cal Drogo pouring the gold over the Targaryen guy's head. I thought you were gonna say uh, 007 Goldfinger. Goldfinger probably killed people too. He did kill a woman by painting her gold. Right, that's right. Mm-hmm. Painted gold. Uh, vote on our Twitter top. Death by gold moments. Ryan Miller, uh, the Targaryen boy in Game of Thrones, and that girl that was naked in Goldfinger. And you can get some free stimps. That get you some stimps. Stamps you can tip with. Now, our theory Part about our players fuck, um, there is one immunity to that theory, which is one player that is clearly powered by fuck. Otagu pa- wins immunity. There's one player that is powered by fuck, Patrick Kane. Oh, that guy fucks all the time. Fucks all the time. He's a fucker. He's a he's a huge fucker, and I mean that in a good way. And this hopefully, is a pretty swear heavy episode. This is a swear heavy episode. Yeah. Um, we should we apologize. We apologize. Fuck. We uh, postemptively apologize for any more swears that happen. Um, this whole fucking episode. Uh, pa- Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane. Uh, he will hopefully. Experience the hometown discount. Uh, hometown coming, discount coming home to us because safe bet. We can say this is a safe bet. Safe bet. Buffalo Sports Sabre certified. Safe bet. Yeah, a saber bet. Patrick Kane finishes his career in the beautiful blue of the Buffalo Sabers. The blue state, as they call it. You know what I love doing? Uh, opening a bottle of champagne via saber. Absolutely. Love that. Oh yeah, opening a bottle of champagne. Uh, is a tradition at the Key Bank Center oh, yeah. uh, in Buffalo, Key where Bank they every sabers. time you order a, anything, a beer, it's open with a saber, a wine, it's open with a saber, yeah. um, a bag of chips, whoosh, yeah. just the sweet chili heat that right off. First puck, sabered onto the ice. Totally. Yep, yep, okay, yep. Yep, hip, hip. Um, So this is top story number seven. Uh, wait, do we, have we finished players fucking? I think we finished that, right? Have the players finished? No. Nope. Players will never finish. Players fucking. will never finish fucking. They will always fuck. There will always be fucking. Fuck. Fuck. I think we have to uh, zamboni swear words for the rest of the episode. Okay, sure. Let's just do it right now. It's gonna be a clean be episode. Clean coal. This is a pre. No, this is a mid-show zam. Yeah. This is like pulling out the zamboni in the middle of the second period. Yeah. 
That's like when you're Absolutely. like in a relationship and a year in you learn something that's like a huge no-go and you're like, what? Yeah, huge game changer. Like, like I should have known this all along. What? Like you're a Stars fan? You're a Dallas Stars fan? Are you kidding me? You got to tell me that day one. Yeah, that's a big deal for us because we're Sabres fans, so we yeah. don't like the Stars. Exactly. Big deal. Big deal as a Sabres fan. Uh, we're going to move on now to top story number... Let's go Sabres! Thank you. We're going to move on to top story number seven. And I'm, I am I am moving on uh, beyond the rest of the top stories, uh, straight to seven in honor of Rick Martin, retired number, uh, Buffalo Sabres star from nineteen seventy-one to nineteen eighty-one. Yeah, Rick Martin, classic Buffalo Sabres. This is top story number seven. Boink. That, that was, another, was uh, another cover. Yeah, another excerpt from uh, our album. From our album. That was uh, Hockey Sport Podcast theme music done in all the different ways. For those of you, uh, you know, we're dedicating this section to Rick Martin, number seven. <laughs> For those of you that aren't steeped in the lore and grand history of the amazing Buffalo Sabres franchise, um, Rick Martin was part of the French Connection line, but you guys should know that. Oh, such you know? a sick line. Perot. Gene Hackman. Robert. Gene Hackman. Um, let's go Sabres let's go Sabres but you should know that you should know everything because that's what this culture is about this culture is about like you know deep cut knowledge trivia um, you know just everything about knowing what hockey is and the history of it and that's why we've always felt and I think that you guys should understand hockey is completely nerd culture and you're nerds. You're all nerds. You're all nerds. We want to say if you like sports a lot, you're a nerd. To your face, hockey sport listeners, you're nerds. Have you ever tried talking about sports like really in depthly on a date with someone who's like doesn't really like sports? You know what they think you are? A nerd. Yes, there's just a different word for nerd. it. But that guy, you know, think about like the worst version of a of a sports fan. That dude who's like at a bar wearing a jersey, yelling his head off, like starting fights with people he is a nerd he's a huge nerd he is every definition of what nerdiness is it's like gets into uh researches a subject and knows everything about it like like annoyingly yeah gets annoyingly in, gets into conversations about, about a subject that he thinks is interesting that no one else does to the same level watches that thing alone by themselves either in a basement on a couch for a long period of their lives. Yeah. Like hours. Huge nerd. In a day. If liking Days um, if liking something too much can make you overweight, that's nerd culture. It's, it's nerdy. Yeah. You like if you have a beer belly from watching sports, you're a nerd. And you definitely people definitely don't talk about this enough because we got this uh misconception. Misconception that they're jocks and athletes and nerds are lame. Screw you, nerd. Punch. Well, guess what? We're nerds. You're nerds. And if you don't think you're a nerd, you are a nerd. You're dumb. You're a dumb nerd if you don't think you're a you're nerd. You're a dumb nerd. We're And us, who have in previous years possibly been called a nerd for non-hockey-related reasons, yeah. want to bully you because you're such a nerd. Yeah. In fact, the fact that you're still listening to us berate you about being a nerd means you're a wimpy nerd. Yeah. 
But good on you. Go nerds, go. Yeah, go nerds. Yeah, go nerds, go for sure. Go nerds. Go nerds. Go nerds. Go sabers. Punch them right in their go nerds. Punch them right in the go nerds. Is that a swear? No, it's not a swear. Mm, no, it's a pun. I mean, one of these days we're going to have to Zamboni pums. Pums. We're going to have to Zamboni pums, everybody. One of these days we're going to have to Zamboni puns, and that's going to be a hard day. I'm writing it down. Next episode, we're Zamboni puns. Zamboniing puns. Tune in next episode for a, for a very exciting special episode where we Zamboni puns. It's going to be a tough one, and we're going to have a hard punishment, too. Punishment booyah! booyah! Uh, that episode's going to be 15 minutes long. <laughs> we do not have enough to talk about without puns. 15 minutes of glory. 15 minutes of articulate non-wordplay. Which our non-nerdy listeners will love. We're joking. You're all nerds. 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 This episode is sponsored by nerds. Nerds. They're the candy that comes in a box. Nerds. Which sport do you think has the nerdiest fans? Very good. Uh, See, the conventional wisdom would be that it'd be something like World of Warcraft or like, what's the... Oh, right. Uh, you e- know, e-sport. E-sport, obviously. That would be what we think of as nerdy sports fans. Mm-hmm. Um, or like chess. But that's what we're saying is it's not even a, it's not even close. It is true sports fans. Um, the thing is, I think the true nerdiest of sports fans are those who watch a sport but don't play it. So as nerdy as baseball fans are, it's really easy to play baseball. Agreed. A lot of people could swing a bat. But... Like, if you're a basketball fan, what percentage of basketball fans play any basketball? None. None percent. None percent. None percent. Totally. Everyone I know Zero who's percent. a basketball fan does not play basketball in any in any form. Has never played and can't play. And doesn't and know the play. rules even. Yeah. So, I don't know why they watch it. Yeah. Football yeah, you're same. definitely more Football's of a nerd. Football's pretty nerdy, too. You're definitely more of a nerd if you can't do the sport or and have never played the sport. If you are if you didn't play the sport that you're a nerd of, uh, yeah. you're a nerd. To hell with you. You're to hell, to, to he, is hell a swear? Yeah, definitely. Hell's a swear? To heck with you. To heck with you. Yeah, for sure. To heck with you, nerd. Friggin' nerds. You nerd. I think Maple Leafs fans are probably the nerdiest hockey fans. Yeah, if they're you Google, so nerdy. if you Google oh, Maple so Leafs nerdy. rant, just in oh, they're in YouTube, always excited or angry about something. You're gonna find some like slightly overweight, forty five year old man, right in front of the camera wearing a Leafs jersey, I'm saying you, something. Just get a Star Wars fan, like somebody who had a really, really passionate opinion about the Last Jedi. Yeah, and get a Maple Leafs fan who has a really, really huge opinion about Austin Matthews points per game. Put them in the same room together, and they would blur into the same person. There's no difference. You yeah. wouldn't be able to tell. If you know what Han shoot, if you know what Han shot first means, you are just as nerdy as if you think Matthews is better than McDavid. Those are two equally nerdy discussion topics. Yeah, a hundred percent on par. Yeah, this might be extra. We might not even use this. It's just extra. This might be part this, of our premium package. This could package. be premium package materials. Yeah. Bonus materials. Bonus you know? materials right here. Yeah. Bookmark it. Say it was not quite good enough for the people to get it for free, but good enough for the people who pay for it. Bookmark it, but delete the history. Clear yeah. all Chrome history. Because 
because we this is an NSFW episode. I don't know. We did just stop swearing. Yeah, Can we the, talk about something? The top half was pretty swear heavy. The top heavy. half was pretty swear heavy. You know, the kids sometimes kids listen to this. I don't want I don't want kids around the world listening to those swears. That's why we do it first. So that we can get out of our system and so that the kids who tune in late don't have to hear all the fucks. Oh, damn it. Shit. Ah, oh, fuck. Fuck. Damn it. Shit. Ass. Ass. Fuck. Okay. Fuck. We both need to be punished. Let's, um, as a punishment, we both have to um, say something nice about Brett Hull. Fuck. That sucks. Um... One good thing I can say about uh, Brett Hull was that he finished his career with the Phoenix Coyotes, which means he's a great segue to our next segment. Woo! Ow! Ow, ow, ow! Ow, 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 ow! We weren't wrong. You know what the sound of that is? What is that? The sound of... This is the a, call That's of the a... sound of a coyote underwater. That's the sound of a sea coyote. A sea coyote, exactly. The sea coyotes. We're really excited about the Seattle franchise to come in. It's going to be big. Balance out the Western Conference, which, uh, in the opinion of this diehard Buffalo Sabres fan, has been, uh, you know, getting off easy with 15 teams instead of 16 like the rest of us. For sure, New Jersey. Yeah, you're telling me I, I wouldn't want New Jersey to be relocated to the Western Conference? Just do it. Bring it on. New Jersey. Also, while we're talking about it, as, as a Buffalo Sabres fan, we all can agree, New Jersey is the worst New York team. New Jersey sucks. New Jersey is like a worse Buffalo. Why would you ever even want to go to New Jersey? Yeah, like at all city wise. I'm not even talking about the team. I'm cutting you where it, where the scabs already open. Just the city and the people. Yeah. Who needs them? Anyways, but that's just an inter New York rivalry that we have. You know, it's a, it's a pretty. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of teams in this area. You know, Philly, Pittsburgh. New York, New York, Boston, Jersey, Boston. It's a big hockey area. That's why we love it. You know, but Sabres, go Sabres, go Sabres, go Sabres, go. So the Sea Coyotes are coming to Seattle. Um, and so far we wanted to just for the record while we still can, we weren't wrong. The name might still be the Sea Coyotes. I think it makes sense. We like it. We're not wrong. We've never been wrong and we never will be wrong. And uh, if they ever name this the Seattle franchise anything other than that, we will Zamboni it, and it will never have happened. At this moment in time, we're more not wrong than ever. Sea Coyotes, still up in the air, and honestly, most likely. Yeah, and we've reached out for comment uh, at the, the, you know, the Seattle franchise and what, what exists yep. so far. Mm-hmm. And they've said emphatically that they will not comment to us. Or respond to our emails or phone calls. So they're undecided. To me, that is to me that's undecided. That's undecided. Because if they weren't going to name them the Sea Coyotes, why wouldn't they just come out and say that? Exactly. Think about it. Exactly. They've explicitly told us to cease and desist, so they can tell us things. They could easily say we're not naming it Sea Coyotes, but they haven't yet. They haven't yet. Okay? They just said get so, off of our lawn. If anything, they're using reverse psychology on themselves subconsciously. Think about that. Reverse subcology. Man, that section, that section was, uh, that section was good. But the idea that uh, the Coyotes aren't going to move to Seattle like we had wanted, mm-hmm. which was the original inception of the Sea Coyotes, mm-hmm. is is part of this whole darkest timeline thing. You know, it's this world where you know somehow we live in this apocalyptic abyss where Buffalo hasn't won either of the two times Ugh, that they went to the final. So dark. 
it's so dark, um, you know, where we didn't get McDavid, also dark, and the, dark. the the Coyotes didn't move to Seattle. This is like fucking this is dark. This is Coyote dark. This is Coyote ugly. It's a Coyote ugly timeline. Yeah, truly is. We can I think that's a good name for the darkest timeline as well. The Coyote Ugly timeline. As long as the Coyotes still exist, which, as we all know, Glendale Arena is a Horcrux. Uh, we got to destroy that Horcrux to people. Gary Bettman's soul. So if we want to take down Gary Bettman, we got to take out all the Horcruxes, as you know. And Glendale the, Arena is the only way to end the Coyote Ugly timeline is to, in part, along with a few other things, uh, end the Coyotes and institute the Sea Coyotes. Do you think since Austin Matthews is from Arizona, he might be a Horcrux too? Well, we have got breaking news, and we, on that note, do now know that there will be no offer sheet to Austin Matthews to bring him back to reunite with Glendale. Yep. Because he is signed. He is a Toronto Maple Leaf for five more years. And I think it's interesting they chose five years because Kyle Dubas' fear is that Austin Matthews was going to go to Arizona, and he knows five years from now, no more Arizona. No more Arizona. No team to go to. I went from Phoenix, Arizona to nowhere. I usually jump in, but I, I don't know anything about what you're doing. It's a, uh, it's a song. Is it? Who's it by? Elias Clinkholm. It's impossible for me to fact check that. Damn it. Unfact checkable. I went from Phoenix, Arizona, all the way to Tacoma. That's oh, the song. That's the song. Yeah. So that is a thing. Which which is interesting because Tacoma, Washington, Seattle. Seattle. So mm-hmm. that's I like that. I, I mean, like that. That 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 really um you know just beefs up our inception or wanted inception of the Arizona Coyotes going to Seattle. Mm-hmm. Went and from Phoenix, Arizona, all the way to Tacoma, Philadelphia, Atlanta, LA, Atlanta Thrashers, LA Rams, St. Louis moved there, Philadelphia. Connect the dots, people. Connect the dots, people. We're talking in code here. Morris code Braille. And I do agree that we are unfact checkable because uh, much like the scrupulous journalism of the Buffalo News by editor Mike Connolly, we do not need to be fact-checked because we do our homework, just like Mike Connolly and their owner, Berkshire Hathaway. Sabres, baby. Pominville scores. You know what I'm saying? Music to my ears. Oh, 511. It's from Rep Bentigny, Quebec, Canada. Jason Pominville is from Canada? Yep, Quebec. As a buffaloer, you're in. A buffaloer. A buffalo rider. Buffalo rider. A buffalo rider. Buffalo soldier. As, as a Buffalo soldier, I, I'm shocked to think that Pominville is not a Buffalo rider like we are. It's dark times in Anaheim. Coyote ugly times. It's coyote ugly times, and we can, you know, we can understand why it's a dark timeline. But I think that uh, with all of this uh, losing that they've been doing and sadness that they've been experiencing, the Anaheim Ducks, much like many of the other great franchises from the early knots that uh, won... Back in the days when, frankly, the Sabres were winning President's Trophies. Oh, yeah. 06, 07. Yeah, we were, we were Danny damn, damn good. But we're not sad to see the uh, Anaheim Ducks uh, starting to suck. And people have been calling for Randy Carlisle to be fired. And I think they should hire country singer Brandy Carlisle. I don't know if you've, uh, she's kind of up and coming. Brandy Carlisle would be a great replacement for Randy Carlisle. Um, 
you know, L.A., Anaheim, city of uh, big lights and, uh, you know, get some pizzazz in there. Look how it worked for Nashville with their country music. Anyways, uh, this next tune is from Brandy Carlisle. Go Sabres! Zemgis Gergensen, baby! That brings us to our favorite segment, our most nostalgic segment. It just makes us feel warm and happy and ragefully angry. It's usually called, man, remember Remember 2011, 2011. but in honor of our new team and our um, undying love for the Buffalo Sabres, we'd like to bring you the first ever and first of uh, what will be around 1600 future versions of this. Man, remember 1975? Now, in this instance of Man, remember 1975, we're going to be talking about the Fog game. You guys know it. Game three, Philadelphia Flyers, Buffalo Sabres. Fog and the bat, baby. The fog and the bat. And it has a distinction which I think is more valuable than cup rings. It has the distinction of being the only NHL hockey game where an animal was killed. And that's something that we can be proud of. You know, if the Sabres legacy is about anything, it's about killing animals, preferably yeah. making them in- extinct. Yeah. I mean, Sabres, uh, Buffalo. Buffalo. Yep. Totally. The Wipe buff- them off the planet. The Buffalo Slug. Wipe them off Show the planet. Show me a living Buffalo Slug. But we want to honor uh, in this man, remember 1975, uh, though we were unsuccessful, quite unjustifiably so, um, but though we were unsuccessful in our Stanley Cup bid that year against the powerhouse Philadelphia Flyers... We'd like to congratulate Jim Lorenz for um, the best act of stick handling the city of Buffalo has ever seen when he batted that bat out of the air and killed it. Double bat. In front of, uh, I assume, cheering Buffalo fans. Bloodthirsty Buffalonians. Bloodthirsty Buffalo soldiers. Yeah. Bloodthirsty Buffalo riders. And that's uh, earned Jim Lorenz the nickname and, in my mind, the only Batman. Na 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 Batman. Na 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 Buffalo. Buffalo riders, Buffalo soldiers, bloodthirsty Buffalo. I'd also like to you point guys know out, the words. I'd also like to point out that every player in that Stanley Cup final was Canadian, except for Lee Fogolin Jr. Probably what why, a fact. Probably why we lost. Yeah. One American team. He was probably the you know the linchpin. Yeah. In our in our loss. The linchpin loser. Now, 1975, the Flyers. Linchpin Lee. The Flyers were the last team to win a cup with only Canadian players. That is a incredible fact, and frankly, kind of sad uh, for Canadians everywhere that that couldn't be a Canadian team that did that. Anyways, brings me to a side note, which we can do for a future episode, which is that Canadian teams should only have Canadian players. Agreed. Agreed. That's an easy one. Not even worth the story. Let's just move on. Hey, Steve. Uh, hey, Dan. Um, I got a question. What do you think is the most homeless person jersey? Like, if I'm picturing a, a homeless person wearing a hockey jersey. Which jersey do you think they're wearing? The Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah, Flyers jersey. Yeah, they're wearing sure. a Flyers jersey, for yeah. sure. It's definitely ripped. It's you don't know when it was from because their jerseys never changed. Yeah, 
So you think it might be 40 years old, but it might be a week and a half old. Yeah. You see a homeless person wearing a hockey jersey, nine times out of ten, it's a Flyers jersey. For sure. Uh, Question. Maybe Boston, but probably Philly. Yeah. It's not going to be a Columbus jersey. It's just like the dirtiest. Do they even sell those? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Question. Do Philadelphia Flyers jerseys come pre-smelling like piss? World of the sport, world of sport, yeah. Talking about the world of other sport. It's world of other sport, and as much as I'd love to talk about another one of our favorite teams in the world, the Buffalo Bills, with their uh, head coach, Sean McDermott, and their mascot, Billy Buffalo. Shooting that buffalo, killing them all. They are extinct. Actually, I think they're back. Are they back, the American buffalo? I think there's buffaloes around. In America? Yeah. I think they went extinct, and then they're back. It must be a new thing. Uh, so, yeah, I'd love to talk about the Buffalo Bills um, and their uh, playoff appearances, any one of their many playoff appearances, including uh, 1992, 93, 95, 96, 98, 99, and 2017. We but, got them memorized by heart because we're yeah, Buffalo we're diehards. Buff- we're huge Buffalo fans, obviously. Um, Diehard in Buffalo. Buffalo or die. But it's not really within the, the, the purview of our, our podcast to just stick to what we know. You know, we like to broaden. So we're going to talk about uh, an event that didn't have any Buffalo teams in it, which can we even call it super? I would say regular, the yeah, regular bowl. It would be the regular bowl that happened uh, recently and had a score that would be a exciting hockey game, an average lacrosse game. And an incredibly shocking game of golf. Yeah, that would have been a great Kim Jong-un-style game of golf. But instead, it was a decidedly disgusting Super Bowl. It was boring and lame. Mm-hmm. Need we say more? I, Need we? It lived up to, for once, being called, not by us, but by other people, football. Because mm-hmm. there was so much kicking and punting. Yeah, I, can, it was very I, finally, I finally get it. I get why it's football, because yeah. when the sport is being played to its worst, there's a lot of feet involved. I often don't think that the punters are highlighted enough, and that game delivered. Yeah, if you're punt fans, that was the game for you. Some great punting. Incredible punting. Um, and you know in base Punt sport, after punt after punt. You know in base sport when the commentators are just talking about anything that comes to their heads. Yeah. Just talking about um, riding the bus in the 60s. Mm -hmm. That was what the the commentators were doing during that Super Bowl. They were like, well, that was a good commercial. So what did you think about Budweiser? I loved all the punt chants in the crowd. You know, when I go to an American football game, I always bring my punt sign, my let's punt them good t-shirt, and I try to start as many punt chants as possible. Punt! 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 punt, punt. Yeah, I I spent... Big punt fan. Four grand getting tickets to the Super Bowl so I could encourage them to punt, and finally they listened to me. Man, how you should get a point for a punt. You should get a point for every punt. That exactly. Just I, I'd rather see it like a game of ping pong. Or you bounce it. If, if back you make the other team punt, if you punt ten times, if, if you make the other team punt ten times, you get a point. Exactly. Ten so punts. So the point. final score of that game would have been fourteen to twenty-five. Something like that. I wasn't really paying attention. All we know is that Tom Brady. Can you please just retire so that that the American foot sport fans get a, get a sport again? Also, I have nothing against vegans. In fact, I somewhat admire vegans and 
partially vegetarian myself, but the hope to know one someday. The fact that Tom Brady is a vegan fucking pisses me off. I don't know why, but elaborate. Screw that. Elaborate. I have friends that are vegans. Doesn't bother me, but the fact that Tom Brady's a vegan. I could swear if we didn't Zam swearing, well, I'd we say, Zam swearing oh, so hard. I'd swear. Oh, fudge dumb. that. Except you can't fudge it because there's milk in fudge. And he's a vegan. That brings us to uh, a section we haven't done in a while, but we're excited to bring it a, a new life. It's the apologies and resignations. Um, we believe that there are some apologies that we are owed and some resignations that are long overdue. Um, Agreed. We, that we demand. Um, Go Sabres. And in the, if you look in the stats line of the Buffalo Sabres, our beloved Buffalogian Sabrinios, um, for the Italian listeners out there, there's a couple stat lines you might find interesting, which is under our buyout history, we have bought out both Cody Hodson and Christian Erhoff. I would say that that list of names might make a theoretical Vancouver Canucks um, fan out there, if there are any, very happy. Because that is quite funny from the point of view of a Vancouver Canucks fan. As a Buffalo Sabres fan, the fact that we signed Christian Erhoff for as much as we did and had to buy him out is rage-inducing. I'm a Buffalo fan for life. And I'm not talking about the cheese. Or the wings. Or the wings. Or the animal, really, actually. We talked a lot about the animal. Yeah. We're not talking about Dustin Buffalo either. Big Buff. Nope. Big Buffy. He should come to Buffalo as well. Not talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Doesn't have anything to do with Buffalo. Just sounds Took me similar. seven seasons to figure that out. Come on. Anyways, it just bothers me that we are paying Cody Hodson $791,000 a season till 2023 oh that's so gorgeous what a gorgeous fact beautiful beauty wait a second sports illustrated fact of the year wait a second are you secretly a vancouver canucks fan never i mean why is that a gorgeous fact it's just funny you think it's gorgeous that the buffalo sabers our beloved buffalo sabers signed cody hodgson to a six-year deal of course of which he played i don't think any it was bought out the next year. Steve, again, I don't want the Sabres to be good. If they be, if they get in the playoffs... Right. I'm, I'm jumping, losing sight I, of why we I, did this. I'm jumping off the, the Buffalo. I'm jumping off that Buffalo, and I might, in fact, jump onto the cracker cart. In that case, in that case, now that I remember why we're doing this, we're doing this for the anguish. I think Buffalo should trade for Louis Erickson. Buy him out. I wonder if Ryan Kessler's available. He'd look good in the beautiful Sabres blue. Kessler should apologize and resign. As should Cody Hodgson, Christian Erhoff, and the two former Buffalo Sabres fans hosts. I'm ready near the end of this uh, podcast, right before we do our horoscopes, Mm -hmm. to apologize and resign from being Buffalo Sabres fans. I think we've done enough for the city of Buffalo. We've given them a much-needed boost of energy. You're going to see your economy flourishing. intelligence, of creativity. And it's time to go back. Humor. I'm ready to go back to the Canucks. 
I think we've lost recently. We're probably going to lose again tonight. I It might be time to go back to the Canucks. I think we're going to be out of the playoffs before we know it. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got till it's gold open? You know what I'm saying? And now for the final segment of this Buffalo Sabres heavy special, the horoscopes. It's a very special boy's birthday today. Big boy. Big boy, big talker, angry, cute grandpa of the Hockey Sport Podcast, Don Cherry, everyone. It's his birthday. Where would we be without Don Cherry? Probably in Buffalo. Probably. It's hard to say. We've seen what that looks like. We've seen that version of ourselves. And frankly, it wasn't pretty. The butterfly effect is stronger than we think. And if Don Cherry was never bored, if Don Cherry was... If Don Cherry was never bored, he wouldn't think of all the crazy shit he has to say. No, he's literally never bored. He's talking all the time. You know how much water Don Cherry has to drink? Just to keep talking? Just to keep talking. He's like a dog. Coach's corner doesn't end. Coach's corner just is when the cameras are at him. But he talks like that all the the time. He's always talking. Ron McLean has to listen um, and feed him two or three times a day. Yeah. That's just a constant thing. But we need him. He's part of the, the fabric of what it is to be a Canadian hockey sport fan. So we want to give him a, a cheers. Cheers to Don. Happy birthday. Well, Donnie, it's the dawn of the age of Aquarius. You are an Aquarius. And uh, here you go, Donnie. So, dear Donnie, don't try to sign up for a class over the phone or online today. Aquarius, Don Cherry, as it probably won't work. Makes sense. Phones are confusing. That 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 touchscreen. What happened to the old rotary? I gotta say, don't know much about Don Cherry. Doesn't seem like a man who likes to talk to a machine. No. Or a switchboard. He definitely. Or a Swedish person. He definitely has trouble with his Samsung. It's also Huawei. Yeah, he They are heavily sponsored by Huawei. This also isn't a good day to travel. Okay, stay put, Donnie. Stay put. Delays are likely, whether you fly or drive. If you've been planning a trip, don't finalize the arrangements now. Wait a few days. These computers and other equipment used in such arrangements are likely to malfunction, and you could end up frustrated. A state of being that Don Cherry is not very familiar with, so you want to stay away from frustration. I can't imagine him frustrated. I think it'd be strange to see. He's always such a happy-go-lucker. Go-lucker. A happy Buffalo lucky. Buffalo Riders. Buffalo Riders on the Storm. Oh, okay. We got through it. We got through it. Buffalo Riders on the Storm. No, Daniel. uh, We're done. We're done. Shed the Buffalo. That was huge. Just drop it. We really changed a lot. I have so much we to say. Aliens, there, huh? Is the Zamboni chameleons. done? I don't. I like to think that all of our fans took that journey with us. I think they did too. We try to bring you. I on. learned something. It was like it felt like we went in, you know, in Willy Wonka's Chalk Factory when they go in the tunnel and all that crazy, uh, yeah. like the giant bug and stuff happens. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like. That's what it felt like being on the other side of the least fortuitous expansion draft in NHL history. But we're back. Uh, we're back. Canucks fans, uh, you know, this isn't a, we, we don't try to be homers here, but, uh, you know, if you listen, you probably know that we're from Vancouver, we try to hit it, hit all topics here, but uh, it's good to be back to the worst, to the worst uh, team in the history of the NHL. 
Yeah. Nice to be back. To the true least fortunate team. Because the things that we didn't tell you is that Buffalo Sabres have had a player on their team get a 76-goal season. That's incredible. They have Gilbert Perrault, who's in the Hall of Fame. Like, he was the first player that ever played for them. That's that's great. They haven't lost two Game 7s, Stanley Cup Final. They, they, haven't, they haven't lost two Game 7s. They've never made it to a Game 7. So, yeah. in terms of the torture that we've experienced, we might be in the playoffs right now, but this whole experience has really taught me that there is no torture quite as deep, soul-penetrating, and satisfying as the torture of Vancouver Canucks fan. There's no torture like Canucks torture. It's the best torture I know. With that, we bid you a fond farewell, and we'll see you... We bid you a chew. We got time. We want to go hit the bar? We, we might... Let's go hit Ulrich's. Yeah, meet you guys at Ulrich's Tavern. Okay, uh, we're going to put on some Flyers jerseys and get blackout at Ulrich's. So, yeah, meet us down at Ulrich's, everybody, if you're listening live. Question to the hockey sport fans: Tweet at us, send us in. Do you want hockey sport stamps? Official hockey sport stamps. So these would be stamps like for postage. Yep, postage. Like stamps. like stamps. Stamps. But th- these would be actual stamps. There's already hockey sport stamps, which is a tip you give in stamps. Yeah. This would be an actual uh, stamp. It'd be like a series of pictures of us or things we've said, or people that have gone to jail because of our reporting. You can yeah. you can still tip with these stamps though. Yeah, I always tip whenever I go to a bar. I tip usually in stamps or collectible coins from stamps. the Civil War area. The um, Civil War area. The Civil War area. They tend to be like a South Carolinian corn corn right. <laughs> coin. I also trade in South Carolinian corn. Yeah, it's the best thing to have. Favorite kind of cornbread. South Carolina. Favorite kind of pulled pork. South Carolina South Hurricanes Carolina. mascot. Pulled porky. Pulled pork. Tip with pork. Next time you're at a restaurant, pull out a bag of pork and tip with that. Yeah. If you're in South Carolina, that's the currency. Different types of things that you can tip with. What was the Carolina Hurricanes mascot's name again? Pulled porky? Stormy the pig. Oh, Stormy. Yeah. That's almost a worse name. That doesn't really... It's almost... doesn't really hold up well. It's almost uh, insulting to the pig mascot. Yeah. Why not make him, you know, porky or piggy or... Snorty or something. Yeah, totally. Um, Pinky. Grunty. Oh, what's... Grunter. I mean, maybe, uh, why, why not send out a contract or a, an offer to Stormy Daniels? She's pretty hot in the news right now. Get her to be the mascot for Carolina for a while. She is definitely a darker and even more countercultural choice than Gritty. Yes. It's like, oh, we see you. We get Gritty as freaky and he's kind of like insane seeming. But imagine... The Carolina Hurricanes come out and they're doing their center ice dance thing that they do at the end of every game if they yeah, win. Yeah. And their mascot, Stormy Daniels. Stormy Daniels, new mascot of the Carolina Hurricanes. Comes out and just doesn't do anything Trump related. She just, no, she just hangs hi. out with kids and yeah. like signs autographs and stuff. Sounds awesome. Totally. I'm into it. I'm into that. I think the NHL is looking for new ways to 
build buzz and build revenue. And in, in terms of like uh, name recognition, Stormy Daniels has been like pretty on the uh, on the game, you know, on the pulse, on the pulse. Yes, exactly.